Oh man, how like how embarrassing was that fly joke? I mean, that's like the that's how I kicked off my my podcast series was with this really terrible fly joke. Man, that was pretty embarrassing. Uh, you're a douche. Yeah, that's that's what that's what that's what my girlfriend says too about me every <laughs> night before we go to bed. Uh, could you turn off the lights, Calvin? Oh, and by the way, you're a douche. You're a giant douche. Um, all right, well, hello and welcome back to the You Show Show. It is the show where you show things. I am your host, Kelvin Laser McMurray. I don't think I introduced myself at the first episode. I don't uh, think you did either, but I'll, you can always cut and paste it if you need to. I, yeah, I should, and just make it like Joyce. totally, like, like, make it sound like it's like horrendously cut in there. Anyway, um, I am joined today again with my very good friend Ian Merritt. Ian, welcome. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back. Uh, as Thanks, you can man. yeah, as you can see, we spared no expense. Uh, we got the top of the line everything in the studio. You know, top of the line lights and cameras, video cameras. We got 8K video cameras over there in the corner. We got we got a we got a secretary. We got a <laughs> she's, <laughs> we, she's going through a divorce. She's going through a hard time. She's going through child custody battle. She she dealt with some some drug abuse in her early days. Of I love court. I love that you went straight to what should I have here? Really nice lights, really <laughs> annoyingly big cameras. Oh, and a secretary. We got a secretary. She's going. She's going through a divorce. She's going through a hard time. So she's, uh, you know, she's having, We got a. We got a. I got a. I got a production assistant. I think he. He gives. He gives me coffee. And I, I think he shits in it. Yep. No expenses spared. Uh, anyway, um, last time we spoke about uh, Control by Page of the Lion. Very good album. Two thumbs up. And that was the album that you shared with me, and the right. album that I shared with you uh, was Cosmic Grandma by Flying Lotus. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's start at the beginning. What uh, are your first initial thoughts on Cosmic Grandma by Flying Lotus? So the best part about this is that I'm totally going to ask you more questions than you ask me this time, So, okay. like, because I know that, that the last one I brought to the table, so I was giddy to talk about it. So I think... and and. I'm also giddy to talk about this, but I think that this is like, I think it's fun to, to kind of put, put the, um, the host on the hot seat. All right. Um, deal. Yeah. That's and, where I love to be. Yeah, no, obviously. That's why I got into video post-production, baby. We just love being the center of attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's a general stereotype about post-production people. They just love being in the limelight. Oh my God. Or also, and by limelight, you mean in dark corners lurking and <laughs> yeah. hissing at anybody who even like turns on their cell phone. Like Exactly. Yeah. My, my favorite day at work is when people are like, here's your project files. We'll see you in eight to 10 hours. Bye. And it's like, yeah. see you later. Bye. Thanks. Can you turn the light off on the way out? Thanks. Bye. Exactly. Um, I have a question for you. Okay, well, let's start with, I guess, let's just start yeah, with the no, initial... No, it's, it's a flying lotus. It's a flying lotus question. Okay, all right. Oh, if it's trivia, I really don't know that much. No, 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 it's not trivia. I The one thing, the, okay, so when when you when you approached me with this project, you were like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to send you something. You're going to send me something, I'm going to send you something. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. Mm-hmm. Calvin's going to send me some like weird Radiohead remix B-side that I'm going to be like, all right, dude, I bought that EP in like 98, and yeah. I totally listened to it, but... You surprised me because we both have a love of, of you know, Tom York, Radiohead, very creative people. I always thought that you were going to send me something really quirky, um, DJ Shadow, something along those lines, something that we both have, have professed to each other that we really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then you throw me this curveball with Flying Lotus. Yeah. Now, 
I did not have a ton of background on Flying Lotus. Okay. I, I, I am not, um, I haven't really been in, into electronic music since like the late nineties. Like mm-hmm. my, my kind of knowledge base starts and ends with, with trip hop and, and kind of the like late eighties British big beat stuff and like, or late nineties big beat stuff. And so okay. for me, I was like, okay, cool. This should be fun. And I flipped it on and I was like, all right, my dudes, I need to listen to this with headphones and I yeah. need to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And I, how did, how did you find your way to this record? Because I, I found my way to this record because of you. How did you find your way to this record? Well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about why I shared it. And then I guess how to answer quite your immediate question is so, okay. So I follow, you know, hashtags on Instagram because I like to see, you know, like, so I follow hashtag Radiohead, hashtag Tom York, because um, uh, I'm a big fan of, of both <laughs> said things. And um, I uh, had found a person posted an image or like a collection of images or something, and it was all the albums and all the music work that Tom York has been a part of that's not, you know, labely his it's second it's where he's been the secondary part of a much bigger thing um and most of it i had seen a lot of it was like tom york's um solo work from suspiria uh including like the eraser um up to um even like some of his more like kind of rare things that he's done that i have as well and then there was this album and i didn't know what it was uh because there's no uh labeling on the artwork he just shared a photo of the vinyl record that he had and um um and so then i did a little bit of homework and a little bit of research and then that's when i found this album cosmogramma by flying lotus and i i'd heard of flying lotus but i'm not gonna lie i had for some reason in my mind put it up for like i always thought it was more of a rap group to be a million percent honest like maybe a little bit more hip-hop and it's not at all as completely a million percent wrong and i don't know how that thought got put in my brain pan but it did um and so i'm the freak weirdo who still buys music <laughs> um i don't stream it so i bought i bought it on itunes and yeah i fell in love with it i i i really like this album uh it's uh it's an album that i feel like you will know within the first minute if you're gonna like it or not <laughs> right 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 <laughs> if, if you if you make it to minute minute one and one second and you're like i don't know like let's just let's just pause it let's just like thanks thanks for checking out the first minute of this album i'll see you later (laughs) bye Because yeah, it's it's a very it's a very bizarre album, but in a good way. Um, and then, so you were talking about on our first episode, the last time we spoke, yeah, yeah. you were talking about the thought process that you would put behind what you were going to pick for me, and you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to you know stump him or if I should give him something. I don't know. So I had this weird feeling, and I don't know why. Um, that was it. The force. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm done. I don't man Star Wars man. I don't know man. I, that's I gotta. I'm gonna just have like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like Sorry. a three hour episode of me talking about Star Wars just alone in the dark corner where I work just talking about that. But not today. Um, but uh, I had this feeling that you were gonna pick one of your like heavy metal screaming bands, and not that I would have opposed it. I would have done it. I would have done it with a smile on my face. And um, right. And I, I just had this feeling like you would you because it's always the question with something like this. It's like, do you want to do you want to pull somebody out of their comfort zone or do you want to give them something that you think they might genuinely like and take away with them? And I think that's going to be kind of the experiment with this. Uh, so far, I think people have been picking wholehearted, earnest things. And so then you did as well. And I was like, oh, so then I because I was going to share probably either like some animal collective or dan deacon something that i know would have taken you out of your comfort zone uh and then when you shared this like really nice album with me that i thoroughly enjoyed and still continue to listen to to this day i'm not going to throw it in the trash can and light it on fire um i kind of then thought too about something that i could share with you that you might like and i think i thought about you and i saw Tom York's um, solo work live in Chicago, here in Chicago, where yeah. we both reside. And um, we both lost our minds. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, that show was really good. I had a lot of fun that night. And 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 this I this album, if you are a fan of Tom York's um, solo work, his electronic work, um, if you're like a fan of Kit, you know, uh, Radiohead's Kid A, I think you will like this album. Um, I would venture to bet. Uh, but yeah, I really like it, and I have. Um, I know I have two more of his albums, uh, California and shit. It's called Fireaga, which I think is a it's a Final Fantasy reference. Maybe it's a real word, but I know it comes from Final Fantasy. I don't know if that's where they got it because there's like the magic spells. So there's like fire, fire, and then Fireagra, and that's what they named their album. It's kind of funny. Um, and that one has David Lynch in it. Of all people, David Lynch is on a trippy electronic music album, and it's actually a really good song. It's called the. It's like I think it's called the fire is coming or the sky is falling or something like that. But right. anyway, um, but yeah, this was the first album of Flying Lotus that I checked out. Uh, that I just I really like. This is a uh, this is an album you put on uh, while you're working, and like your work productivity goes up like. 200 percent guaranteed that's actually a scientific fact they proved it in 2017 and um yeah it's really good so i i like it it's bizarre it's trippy it's it has a lot of like it has a it has a lot of things in it if you really pay attention to it there's a lot of people that are like oh electronic music is just some guy at a keypad just pushing buttons and you know you can be right but this there are a lot of things in this album that i think are more than just purchased sample you know saxophone dot wav um that was then plugged into like an editing machine i think that he went out and, and recorded a lot of this and because like the list of people that are involved in this album is pretty long and there are a lot of people that like i don't know who they are but i'm not super privy on like names and music so um so yeah it's a good album and i thought i would share it and talk about it so
for me, it's funny because it is you. You do you. You mentioned something like perfectly um, a great a great uh, kind of all encompassing thought is that if if you don't get this record after sixty seconds, you're not going <laughs> to get the record. Mm-hmm. And I think you're totally right there. It it has it is a it's one of those. It's it's got everything I loved about um, kind of beat making and 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 syncopation and and and. Uh, finding kind of rhythms in in not only uh, various instrumentation, but also how um, just just uh, kind of noodling and and free form music combines to find a pattern, and and it's it's one of those things that it's, it's almost like a, a uh, and and it's very interesting because the guy who created it is this guy Stephen Ellison, mm-hmm. who is actually related to John Coltrane. Um, oh, okay. Turns out that. John Coltrane is his late, his grand nephew of John Coltrane. So he has this like heritage of of hmm. um, of of musicality that that runs deep in him, and it, it's so interesting to listen to. It's it's very free jazz. It's mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. Sun Ra. But then you also mix that and combine that with like the Chemical Brothers and like Roni Size and and these guys and and guys like that who made these crazy beats and and. And then on top of it, you've got um, some amazing players who are playing live instruments on this one, and, yeah. and it's so interesting. And um, and it just it's it's all over the goddamn place. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and I'm and I'm expecting that after you listen to it once, you want it to be all over the place. You mm-hmm. want it to take you to places that you're not expecting. You want it to kind of give you a ride that you're like, oh, cool, I'm gonna take this. This um, it, it looks like a roller coaster. It doesn't look, <laughs> look cool. But you get on it and like you're not even above ground. You're underground digging tunnels and running around in a corner. Like it, it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways, but it it brings you to places that you're you're not expecting. And I, I really enjoy that in it. And um but yet it it's still these little snippets of music. You know, it's it they're not refined verse chorus, verse chorus, bridge chorus you know they're not it's not a song structure that you're that that most people are used to so it's it's these little you've got lead bass you've got lead drums they're they're all kind of fighting for airtime and it's fun as hell like there's some great like slow down strings moments there's some great singing it it just is like it's just all over the place which i love you Mm -hmm. know and it and it keeps me on my guard which i which i'm really kind of happy about um to get back to also to get back to David Lynch, by the way, uh-huh. he one of the Pixies' famous songs uh, is actually a David Lynch tune called "In Heaven," and so I always I always think that David Lynch has more effect on music than he than he gets credit for. So that's funny. He's like, yeah, he's just one of those guys that he just shows up and it's like, oh, hey, there he is, and it makes sense. Um, right. Uh, he came in. Um, my favorite appearance of David Lynch ever, ever till the end of time is completely unforgettable. Uh, Louis C.K. had his show. I know Louis C.K. is fired. He's gone. But uh, he used to have his show. And in the show, there is a season, I can't remember which, where he's auditioning to host kind of like a um, like a Jimmy Fallon type show, Conan O'Brien type show. I think he's taking over for Jay Leno. Like Jay Leno's leaving, so they need a replacement. So, you know, Louis is playing a character in his show, Louis. It's not, you know, obviously really him in real life. Anyway, they he needs to find, like, a comedy coach and, like, somebody that can guide him on hosting a TV show, and it's fucking David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's probably the funniest thing because I mean, it, you know, just looking at him, like he's got, you know, he's a very stern man with like, you know, hair is oh my god. Anyway, I was cracking up. But anyway, and, and his and his personality is like dry, deadpan, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's not an uh, emphatic guy or a, you know, he doesn't have a his sense of humor is straight ahead. Yeah, and I have like <laughs> I have this master class, and it's very it basically the master class is him yelling at you for like two hours of like. <laughs> Just do your homework, study, and write a good script, and just just keep writing on it. Go outside and smoke cigarettes and drink drink red wine, and then your script will come to you. And and just don't be a don't be a cocksucker. Yeah, mm. just just don't be a fuck. Just don't be a fuck and go out and write and make good movies. Problem solved. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> David Lynch in a show. So he's also in a Flying Lotus. But anyway, um, um, but yeah, this album is definitely all over the place. Which I I see, and I love that. Like. Like, there's the people that, like, you know, like, they love, like, their 90s grunge music. And there's definitely a time and a place for that. But like you were saying, where it's just like, oh, here comes the chorus again. And I'm a person that I like things a little bit more orchestral, where it seems planned and it seems, it seems spontaneous, but it seems planned. And it also seems like it's, it's by design. It's somebody that, it's somebody that sat down and fucking fiddled with it until it made sense. And I guess for some reason, I know like generally, you know, like your bands, like, I don't know, like the Ramones, like it's the same thing. I get it, but it's different with electronic music somehow because you're capable of doing things that instruments are not capable of doing. And I guess I like those sounds that people can come up with. Um, I, I like beats. Uh, like I said, I, like you were talking about earlier, like, um, uh, DJ Shadow is definitely within one of my top five favorite, you know, musicians, artists, whatever of all time. And uh, this fits right in there uh, with that as well, for sure. Yeah, um, it, does. it really does. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then we also get we get we get a couple of appearances from our Lord and Savior Tom York, praise be his name. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, what I went to. Radiohead last summer I took my girlfriend Matt and I told her that if Tom York should like point at me in the audience and ask me to leave with him like I have to do it and she was like and she was like what and I was like if he points at me in the audience and is like you have to leave and come with me today and like I go live with him for the rest of my life like I have to do it so I was like you can have my bank account because I won't need it I'll be with Tom York and uh but this might be the this could be the last day you ever see me ever again and she's like is this some weird sex thing and I was like I don't know that's up to Tom York that's not up to me (laughs) like that's not my decision to make I don't know anyway um Sorry, Nat. That uh, that's in Tom York's hands now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, if Tom York should ever listen to this, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's um, that's this album. I don't know. There's not. It's it's hard to talk about in depth because it is it is a roller coaster. It is. Um, it's it's very it's very dreamlike. It's very very ethereal. Like 
it's know? it's like it's like an, it always reminds me of like when you're in a dream and like you get from like it goes from like a to b to q but in your dream it makes sense you know what totally. i mean that's this album like once you're in a place it's kind of like how did we get here because again it, it, it's kind of hard to focus on the album you know what i mean yeah. again like 90 percent of the time i listen to this album i'm playing a video game or doing work or something and i you know i still enjoy it i love it um um but yeah it's a very it's very jazz like what you were talking about yeah. where again it seems like there's elements that are riffing off each other like one thing will kind of um push another element to go somewhere else which is yeah. by definition the definition of jazz because that's what jazz is somebody in the band feels something and they start zigzagging when everyone else was going straight you know and zigzagging uh, exactly and then and then everyone else around them has to refocus their parts to match and then person yeah. b does the same thing and, and jazz is something that either love or hate i actually like jazz i speak of coltrane i have a couple of his albums i like jazz a lot um yeah no it's 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 one of those things that's truly like avant-garde right like it's 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 um i think someone described it as uh uh afro futuristic and it's like um there's moments of of not only jazz but also like hip-hop and um industrial and house and then also like british big beat and and then there's moments of like classical there's there's live strings on this and there's um there's a couple saxophone solos and it 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 sounds the way we're describing it sounds like it shouldn't make sense but it does yeah and and the beats themselves and the synth and the synth creation i mean the beats could be a lead player in the songs they they propel but then also tell people when to change and it and it's got this great just it's well-rounded and it's and it's it's smart it makes you think you're like man how'd they do that like i found myself like rewinding mm -hmm. you know and I, I i don't do that a lot with records i like to hear things where i'm like oh i hear the whole song i hit pause on this record all the time yeah it's cool. and i was like what the hell just happened and yeah i'll just and i'll go back 20 seconds and but I, I find that to be great. And now I can listen to it. Like that was when I was trying to give it like a good, honest listen. Mm -hmm. Now I'll just put it on and just let it roll. And and I hope that my, you know, Spotify commercials don't get in the way of what I'm feeling. Because <laughs> um, it's just it 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 is a continuous beat. You know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have a whole lot of stops. And no. so it. It it goes it flows even when even when tracks flip over it 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 flows from track to track and so you you kind of want to listen to the whole thing and even if you don't know where you are in the record you're like just keep going just whatever's happening keep going you know? yeah and I love that yeah love and there's like there's never like sometimes like I think of the band um, there's another really great band that I love um, Uncle and they're yeah. also very electronic they're also very orchestral um, in their music they hire like like actual orchestras with the full shebang to uh, make music with what they're doing. I love Uncle. They're also in my top five favorites. And um, their songs are super memorable. And I, I feel like they try to make each song as impactful as possible. Not so much in their later work. Their later work gets a little bit more muddled, but definitely in their earlier stuff. And there again, Tom York worked with them on their first album. Um, but... Um, there have been moments where I will wake up with one of their songs in my head 
because uh, like a lot of their work has gone into like TV commercials and movies. So maybe I saw something and it pops up. TV shows as well. Um, Uncle is all over them. You can stick them in like any movie, and I guarantee Uncle has a song for your movie. I guarantee it. And yeah. um, and so I will wake up and I'll be like, ah, damn, like what what album is that from? Because they do have a lot of albums. And then it's kind of fun to go through and find that song again. Oh, there it is. And then listen to it and get that fixed. But like with this album. That's never really happened to me because again, it's this, it's this whole ethereal thing that like, I never just, I never like get started for work and it's like, Oh, what song do I want to listen to? Oh, how about satellite by flying Lotus? Because again, it's like every time I play it, it's like, it's just, you just click play on the album and then you go do your thing and you're set for the next 48 minutes. I think the album is something like that. So it's right. kind of funny. It's not a it's not a song by song album, and it's kind of like what we were saying last time too with um, "Control" by Pedro the Lion. It's it's again it's an album that generally you'll probably sit down and just listen to the whole thing while you're driving a car, doing work, cooking, cleaning, whatever. And it's and it's way better than Dave Matthews' "Satellite," which is. <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. And and again, yeah, you never you never quite. I mean, those who those who obviously have listened to the album over and over and over, they still might not know what song they're listening to. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that's OK. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an ambiguity because it's it's all about music. Music is created to um, to to tell a story, obviously, and to send a feeling to create a a false sense of something and that we as listeners get to listen to and be, and can interpret as like, Oh, this is a sad song or this is a yeah. uh, energy song or this is a frenetic dance song mm-hmm. or this is the fucking, this is go tell it on the mountain. You know, yep. like either we all, we all interpret music however we interpret it, but like it, however you listen to this, you are going to get a feeling and yeah. you're going to, it's going to, your pace of life quickens and, and whatever you, whatever I'm doing, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm doing it a little bit quicker. I think that's kind <laughs> of a fun. Like, I like not having control over that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I want music that gives me, uh, that gives me a feeling, you know, gives me either brings me back to something I've loved previously, or, or, uh, you know, a, a memory, or, or just like, oh my god, this is brand new. What is this? You know, I, I love, I love music that triggers an, a, a physical uh emotion out of me and i think that the, this record does exactly that like mm-hmm. I, I can listen there are plenty of plenty of radiohead records that i've listened to for years and years and years where i'm like okay that's okay but then there's a couple of them where i'm like all right i am back in 1990 whatever <laughs> and i am having a the best time of my life and and i think that this is one of those records that can if i listen to it enough will in five six years be a part of that lexicon you know and mm-hmm. so I kind of dig that, that it is, it gives me, it's visceral, right? Like yeah. it gives you, it's something to do. And I, I, I appreciate that. And I love, I, like I said, going back to kind of like the tinkering thing. So again, like, cause again, there's, you know, there's, there is singing in this album. There are lyrics. Um, there are real instruments. Like I said, I always have a problem when people are like, Oh, it's all on a computer. And it's like, no, you can still integrate. And if you're smart enough, you know how. And then on top of that, there is also, well, experimentation, but also experimentation in recording. Yeah. And I feel like, like, okay, so for example, there is a song called Table Tennis. And in the song, you hear table tennis. All those noises, that the, the clacks of the paddle on the table. And he finds a way to make music out of it. And to me... Shh. 
I really I, see. I love that stuff because I don't know about you, but like I'll be in my house and it'll be dead silent, and I'll hear my dishwasher, and the dishwasher's like re 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 and it's like damn, that's right. a fucking starts, beat starts right there, dude. Line. And it's like I wish yeah. I was smart enough because I don't know anything about audio. I wish I was smart enough to like hook up a fucking microphone and just like quickly record that, um, yeah. and make a song out of it. How do you record your dishwasher? scrubbing dishes into a song and this yeah i know that sounds super stupid but like this no. album kind of does that it reminds um apex twin does the exact same thing um yes. uh so does venetian snares actually a lot of people don't like him but i do and um where like I, apex twin has one song i can't remember the name of it but it's um it's a plastic ball that he bounces on the table so it gets that like and then he turns it into music and to me that's fucking bananas like you know there's jack white who can do amazing things on a guitar and then there's apex twin who can drop a plastic ball and make something really interesting and this album it definitely 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 does that there's like again i could just picture him kind of probably working on a lot of this at like two o'clock in the morning because you just lose track of time and probably everything to get to a point to make some of this where you just dive in head first and go nuts. And I, I appreciate that a lot. I think that, um, experimentation and art is, is the best thing. And again, I know like, again, more classical music does it, but, um, you consider and you can plan everything you want to death. Like a lot of movies today, like I like the Marvel movies, but those movies are fucking planned from the very second they go into production. There's zero room for improv. There's zero room for anything. Cause they're like, if the camera moves one degree to the left are, you know, pre-animated rotoscoping fucking 3d previs is going to go off whack. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. It's set in stone. Like it's, it's a, it's a piece unto itself, but it's set in stone. Exactly. Are, this is not, you feel like this could go off the rails at any moment or tie back together at any moment. Exactly. No, I, I, I totally dig that. One thing you tapped on that. I love the idea of this. And, and this goes back to something I, I, I went and saw Dave Brubeck when I was in college, his son was a professor at my, my college. And so he played a master class. So he was like 80 years old or okay. whatever, and, and came out and he's this classically trained jazz pianist who just he he really changed the face of jazz with with working in new time signatures i mean his his most famous song is take five mm-hmm. yep and I know. the yep. beat for take five is in five four time so five four time is not something that we can comprehend with our brains because it's unless you're a musician it's really not you 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 gain an extra beat yes uh, and so and he was describing to the audience how he came up with take five and and as a kid he was on a farm and he was riding on the tractor and the tractor was riding. Um, it was a hot day and he was really sweaty and it was riding on the tractor and the tractor was playing a beat with just the the mechanics of the tractor was playing a beat. So duh, duh, duh. And it was it was playing in a rhythm that was different than his own heartbeat because he was so tired and so sweaty. He could feel his own heartbeat in his in his chest and they were playing at different rhythms. And he was like, how could but they would combine every fifth beat. 
he was like, how can I make music where one hand is doing one thing and the other hand is doing something else and they meet in the middle every now and again. Uh -huh, yeah. And he came up with, with this, the, you know, the polyrhythm technique that he used for years and years and years, but it all came from when he was a kid. It's the same thing as you listening to your, your, um, washing machine and, mm -hmm. and your dishwasher. And, and, you know, the, the same reason that, you know, I listen, I, I don't know about you, but I always try to um, every now and then I'll I'll find myself matching up um, the beats of a song to the lines on a road, like yeah, yeah, yeah things yeah. like yep. that where yep. you're like you're trying to find connections and all this stuff. And I, I always I just find that stuff so it's so mundane and so every day, but it's so brilliant. And mm -hmm. so I you're right about this this record. It I'm not gonna like say it's it's the new um, Dave Brubeck no level no, no. Uh, record, but I I do want to say that it's 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 carrying on in that tradition of finding new ways to make music and, mm -hmm. and doing it in a, in a non, it's not a tonal by any means. We've, we've made it sound like it's this crazy yeah. board of, of roller coasters and, and slide whistles, but it's like, it's really well balanced and it's, it's beautiful in it's, in it's, in it's density, but also it can be, it can be sparse. Um, the one thing I love about records like this, and I, I think I, I love it about almost all records that I love listening to on headphones, is that I love trying to pick out little pieces of it. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to, where where was that little lick? I heard a lick. And then you go back and you find this guitar or synthesizer or drum beat, and you're like, man, that's the one right there. And then that's usually what hooks you into a song. And so there's these great moments in this record where you're like, fuck that. Just trying to decipher what's going on is, mm -hmm. is harder than not. I think, you know, like you, you end up like you get hooked on these little things that you're listening for and you're like, man, that's really cool. And you're like, shit, I want to hear it again. So you're like, where is it? Oh, it comes up in this other song too. You know, and it, it, there's, there's repetition in that sense. And it, it has that jazz feel where you'll see, you know, I used to see jazz shows as a kid and, and in my twenties and, and later where, where hooks and lines would, would resurface, mm -hmm. you know, within a show. So they might start in one song and they'll show up in another song. And I just, it's just a, it's a thinking man's music where you're always kind of figuring out what's coming next. And, but you're okay with that. You're not, you're not upset about it. You're just like, all right, cool. I'm ready for this. You know, yeah. like, yep. what are you going to throw at the wall and what's going to stick? Yeah. Uh, I find that just to be so awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun, and it's a it's a it's a it's a different way to make music. You know, it's yeah. it's this. Hold on one sec. Maybe I open up. What's up? Um, I'm on I'm on a call. <laughs> FBI going backwards. FBI going backwards. <laughs> All right. I think you should keep that in there. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> open up. FBI. <laughs> um. Thank you. Work from home. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks, COVID. Uh, <laughs> today's episode brought to you in part by COVID, the number one breath maker. Um, and the Republican Party. Yeah. Oh God. And uh, I think too, this album is uh, very much. It's very much a product of its time. Like I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this couldn't have been made in the 80s man this could have been made maybe in the night maybe in the 90s richard d james aka apex when maybe could have pulled off because he was making his own equipment in the 90s that is actually now used in studios and he built in his garage because he's he was bored but that dude's insane um <laughs> in both the good and the bad way um i always just feel like there's dead base bodies in that dude's basement every time i see him because like have you ever seen him perform live uh apex twin uh, I, I, whenever I see him, I just see that his face on the really hot bikini lady. Like yeah. that's, that's how I see FX when it doesn't, no matter what you could tell me, he looks like, <laughs> he 
he looks like someone took Shaggy's head and put it on a buxom California blonde in a string bikini. That's all I see of Apex. Yes. That's it. Uh, so what you're talking about is in his earlier work, he he was putting his face on um, his albums, and they were always very different, but they were always extreme close-ups of his face, so you couldn't see his ears or like much of his hair. And then. Um, Oh shit! Uh, Chris Cunningham, the director, yeah. made uh, a bunch of music videos, and then he incorporated that. He put Richard D. Richard D. James's face on like children and had him go effectively oh. terrorize an old lady. And then yes, he Weird did the shit. window liquor. Yeah, I love it too. And yeah. then he had the window liquor music video where he puts Richard D. James's face on yeah a bunch of uh, bikini models uh, wearing very very loose attire spraying each other with water and champagne right. but they're all right. with these creepy faces that's another music video like just sit somebody down and put that on and press play and just be like just 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 watch this just shut up and just watch it just just yeah. you'll live and um, but anyway watching that dude live <laughs> is like he just sits in a chair it's fucking hilarious because his live music is really good, but he just yeah. he just sits in the music and then he'll like turn like six knobs and wait a minute, and then he comes back. It's fucking hilarious. But anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Cosmic Grammar, man, it's a it's a good album. Um, I always like to kind of talk about, you know, kind of if you if you if you like A, B, and C, you might like this. Um, yeah. Some other recent uh, discoveries. A recent discovery that's very much in the same vein of this. Um, it's an album called Fight, 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 and it's by um, Aman Tobin, who I'm a huge fan of, and Two Fingers, who I don't know anything about. Uh, right. They came together. And it's called this. It's this album called Fight, Fight, Fight. It's actually really, really good. I highly recommend it. Um, and then another band too, another group, not a band. Uh, people, people point that out. I just call, I call all music groups bands. Like Dan Deacon is a band. He's not a band. He's a dude that records in his own house. He's not a band. And then I right. call um, everything vinyl records. Like I know it's totally wrong, and I'm sure there's gonna be like music lovers that are cringing at all of this. So. Right. Uh, so fuck it. I just, you know, own it, whatever. <laughs> so the band, the comet is coming, uh, would definitely uh, fit inside of this shoe as well. They, um, they too actually have, they have a sa- there's a saxophone player in their band. And then I don't know if they connect the saxophone to an electronic device or do all of it in of post-production. I bet they do. I, no, I have no I idea. They do it live. I've seen them do some of the sounds live, and he has several saxophones, but he connects it to a a do didgery. It's a it's a it's a computer from the future, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it makes some crazy fucking sounds. Sure it is, Kevin. Uh, yeah, sure it is. Yeah, exactly. That's it's uh, <laughs> my music now. I t- I was taking piano lessons until um, until COVID hit, and I, I haven't seen my I haven't seen my my I call him my piano therapist. He's a super cool dude. If he's if you're listening to this, Wilson, I miss you. I miss you. You're my you're my therapist, buddy. And I'm sorry I can't say I haven't seen him since like fucking February, man. Um Wilson, come home. Um Wilson from uh, what's that movie? 
Castaway. Castaway. Wilson! He's just this ball floating in the ocean, and I'm Tom Hanks. Perfect. Yeah, he was this cool dude. He's like he's like ten years younger than me, and he's like ten times wiser than I'll ever be. And he was my therapist, and I miss him a lot. So, but uh, anyway, how did we get here? I don't know. It's other, like other yeah, other other bands to listen to that you think would fit this or DJ Shadow for sure. Uh, Money Mark, who is a collaborator of the Beastie Boys and DJ Shadow for a long time, and yeah, and then bring you back to like like free jazz, you know, Sun Ra mm-hmm. and Ornette Coleman and. There's some really it, there's there's flecks of of beauty and all this. Roni Size is another one that's that's very much a like late '90s. Um, the beats are very Roni Size. They're frenetic. They're mm-hmm. frantic. They're oh, they're like they're faster than they should be. You know, like there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's what I love. And then yeah, and then just the layering and layering and layering and and I mean it's it's for anybody who loves kind of out there knob twiddling noise um but but this is much more much more um graspable i guess that's that's not even a word is it it is now um (laughs) um no i agree and i think that like i think too if for any reason people were ever interested in getting into electronic music i feel like actually this could be a good starting point um yeah um i remember i remember once um, I really like the band. They are a band. That is the correct terminology this time. Uh, I really like the band um, Animal Collective. They're 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 in my top five as well. I love them. And uh, I remember a friend of mine once asked what I liked about them. And so one thing that they do, not all the time, but often, is they will they will create a segment. You know, like in My Girls, for example. It's just this. It's this rhythm, it's this beat that is on layer one. And then the song plays, and then they throw something on top of that, you know, and then mm-hmm. a minute after that or whatever, 30 seconds, whatever, then another thing gets thrown on top of that. And like syncopation, like then after X amount of time, it all syncs up. And you're now hearing what was one thing now intertwined with three other things to become one new thing and i see like shit like that i love like i yeah i could eat that fucking all day long and um so i was explaining this to my friend my friend mark once and i was like yeah i was like it just starts out with one layer and then they add more and i was like i love it and he was like he's like that's exactly the reason why i hate animal collective so i guess (laughs) you know okay you know it's not for everybody okay touche that's fair animal collective is definitely not for everybody i remember you once said they're boring and that's 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 fine i don't i i respect them not my favorite that's totally okay that's welcome here on this show that's okay I mean, I'm gonna, you know, block your cell phone after this, but beyond that, that's totally fine. <laughs> Wouldn't so. be the first. Time. Wouldn't be, yeah, exactly. Oh shit, Ian's calling. <laughs> Turn off the yeah. lights, babe. <laughs> um, to, uh, to quote your uh, girlfriend, uh, Calvin, you're a douche. You're a douche. Yeah, sometimes, but um, it could be worse. There's other things I would rather not be, so I could, I'll take sure. that. But um, but yeah, it's good. I think uh, I would like. I've always wondered too. I kind of think of like. Like I wonder what like a jazzophile is that a word a jazz a love a jazz loving sure. person jazz ex- file a jazz file that sounds that sounds so gross I know <laughs> uh. check it out if you like it I think I think that anybody who's into just kind of something different a little left to center and if you like electronic beats it's it's a great place to start yeah I would agree with all that I think it's um. 
I think it's good. I think it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a jazzy it's a jazzy dream. It's an electronic jazzy dream, baby, coming at <laughs> you in 2020, in the midst of a pandemic. It's coming for you without a mask on, baby, and it's gonna penetrate your ear holes all night long. Oh man, I love it. Good to talk to you, Calvin. You too, buddy. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being on. <laughs> Ian Merritt, everybody. Um, all right. Well, I, um, I've recorded a couple of these now, and I still don't know how to end it. So, bye. Fuck it. Bye. Bye.